there, Spookies, and welcome back to the Appalachian Spooky Hour podcast. I'm Sam, your host. I'm here with Mandy. Hi, Spookies. And tonight we're going to talk about one of the stops on our recent haunted road trip. Um, I would consider Gettysburg to be very Appalachia adjacent. Close-ish to the Appalachian part of Pennsylvania, but not quite there. Um, But close enough that I think we're good in covering it. Um, Now we're talking, of course, about the American Civil War. I'm just prefacing that because I know... Now, all of our listeners are from America, so when we just use the phrase Civil War, we're very specifically talking about the American Civil War. This particular battle in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, took place from July 1st to 3rd, 1863. What made Gettysburg a very different type of battle is it not only turned the tide of the war for the Union, it was also the bloodiest battle by far of the entire war. We're talking both sides combined lost over 50,000 men during this three-day skirmish. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about um, the vibe of Gettysburg, some of the kind of haunted hotspots, our feelings on Gettysburg, and our experience staying at the Farnsworth House Inn, which is supposed to be one of the most haunted places in Gettysburg. Um, Let's just start with just generally talking about the vibe of Gettysburg. Um, First of all, it's huge. Yes. Deceivingly so. Like, uh, having studied it, which Mandy's Canadian, but I grew up studying the Civil War in school. Um, Elementary school, we talked about it, got really into it in... American history class in high school, covered it in history classes in college. I went in with a lot of knowledge of Gettysburg, um, just as somebody who really enjoyed studying the topic, because I had family on both sides of the war. And uh, I think we all know which side was the side preferable to be on, (laughs) Um, the side that ultimately won the war, but, um, you know, it's a very prevalent part of my culture, but even I was a little overwhelmed because you can understand Gettysburg on a map, but the map doesn't do justice to just how huge, not even, not remotely like this place is massive guys. Um, we're talking to go in depth into all the different sections of this battlefield and the town, you're going to need multiple days. We had to. Um, for me, the hot spot, the place I really, really wanted to check out first, no matter what, was Devil's Den. Devil's Den had always interested me. Um, I wish I could really explain why. <laughs> um, I didn't know about it until you told me about it. Like, just any time I would read about the war or study about the war... Just something drew me to Devil's Den. Now, Devil's Den was the location of more than 1,800 Confederate deaths, and a little over 800 more Union soldiers died there. Between Devil's Den and Little Round Top, across the creek, there's a flat stretch of land that became known as the Valley of Death. 
So many men were killed in this small valley between Devil's Den and Little Round Top that the water ran red for hours with their blood. Like, this was a very volatile, horrible place. Um, the dead at Devil's Den weren't buried for days or even weeks after they fell. Um, supposedly, a lot of the bodies weren't buried at all and were just tossed into the crevices between the boulders. Even skeptics who don't really believe that Gettysburg is haunted, per se, kind of agree that Devil's Den possesses a kind of otherworldly energy. And I can agree with that. Because having read about it, knowing the history of it, climbing the rocks, sitting and just looking at it, it's hard to fathom, you guys, how many people died in just this one spot. Like, it's just... It's hard to wrap your mind around, yeah, honestly. Because it's not a very big area. Like between the, the the space between Little Round Top and Devil's Den was it was a fairly um, decent. But you know, you're picturing yeah. a valley, right? So when I actually stood on top of those rocks and was like, "How many men were dead down here?" Like it, it was. But it is for me. It, it was overwhelming in that respect. Um, trying to fit the, that many people in this small area. I don't feel like it was small though. See, Our perspectives are just different there. Yeah, so for um, me it was, what what took me though was, um, was those boulders. Like, they, it almost didn't look natural the way they were set up. Like, it, it didn't match the landscape. That that was what was so interesting to me, was all these crevices and how these boulders just came together and picturing people shooting from these crevices down to these poor souls in this valley. Like, it would have been shooting fish in a barrel. Um... But yeah, it, it was a heavy area. And we were there in the middle of the day with other people there. Um, what's so funny is there were other people there as we were going up, but then we were alone mm -hmm. for a bit. And, and Little Round Top was actually closed because they're doing a lot of really great um, cleanup and rehabbing of areas of the park. So we didn't get to physically go to Little Round Top, but you can get a very clear view of it from Devil's Den. And... I don't know. I could. I felt like I could just sit there forever. Yeah. It was just. I don't know. Just one of those places, and and it's not called Devil's Den for any super nefarious reason. It was named that because some kids found like a giant black snake or something living in the rocks, and they called him like the old devil. And you know, it was named Devil's Den not because of all the people that died there. And that's just a kind of coincidence, but. There's other places in Gettysburg that feel this way, but it's not just the actual battlefield, like the town. It's just a place you feel like it's seen some things. Yeah. Because, you know, Jenny Wade, um, if you've ever studied anything about the Civil War, I'm sure you've heard about Jenny Wade because she's the only known um, civilian casualty of this battle. She was at her sister's house in town making bread for the Union soldiers and supposedly a sniper from the Farnsworth house pretty far down the street fired a shot that went through like three doors, hit her through her corset and killed her. Um, yeah, like, you know, there she's the only civilian known that died and... 
her story is very famous and we actually did a ghost tour in Gettysburg our second night and something came up with our guide and it's something I wholeheartedly believe in. Yes, it was very interesting. I have believed this since I actually talked previously about the Jenny Wade house. There's no conceivable way, in my opinion, Jenny Wade was killed by a sniper from the Farnsworth house. If you take the time, if you've been to Gettysburg or you take the time to really study these houses, how they're laid out, how far apart they truly are, it makes no sense. I think she was killed by some facet of the war, perhaps a cannonball, you know, something, something killed her, but I just, I don't buy that it's necessarily a shot that came from the Confederates in the attic of the Farnsworth house. It just logistically never made sense to me, and I was glad our tour guide backed me up on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because oh, yeah. I just, I vehemently don't believe that, but that being said... I do believe someone like Jenny Wade has a reason to still linger here. She was born in Gettysburg. She died young in Gettysburg. Right after she died or right before she died, I can't remember exactly which, um, the boy she was kind of in love with died in battle. Um, you know, it just, she had a very harrowing story. And I could see how easy it would be for the people who lived, you know, lived through some of the war and then subsequently died because of the war or fighting in the war are trapped just in this hellscape forever. And uh, no matter how Jenny Wade died, sniper, wayward, cannonball, whatever happened to her, that's a very tragic death. Yes. And it's not only a very tragic death the whole area she died in is just steeped with the blood of this horrible war. And it's just like, you feel like, yeah, I could see her being trapped here forever. Trapped being the key word. Like, do I think she stayed because she wanted to? I don't know, but I don't know. Jenny Wade's a tough one. Like, we did not go... The Jenny Wade house is not Jenny Wade's house. It was Jenny Wade's sister's house. Which was interesting to learn. Um which I knew that from before, but I never understood why. Yeah, she died there. Yeah. But why haunt that house? That's not where she lived her life. Um, Jenny Wade's birthplace is up the street, but she didn't live her entire life there either. There's another house that she spent her more formative years in, but supposedly her and her father both haunt the sister's house. Um, Supposedly, lots of people see things at the Jenny Wade house. Um, lots of experiences there. We did not go inside. We did not tour the Jenny Wade house. Um, but if you have been there and you've seen anything, taken pictures, experienced something, I'd love to hear about it. Because um, I would just love to know, like, did you see Jenny Wade or do you feel her presence there? Because I would just love to know why there. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, I know a lot of ghosts, quote-unquote, haunt their place of death, but I just would like to think she would go to where she was happy before this horrible thing happened and this horrible war came to her doorstep. Yeah, that but, she would actually go home. So, I don't know about that one, but, um, the Farnsworth House Inn, site of the supposed sniper who killed Jenny Wade. It's 
supposed um, yes. Well, the sniper wasn't supposed, yeah. The, 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 the sniper, shot. The shot is supposed. supposed. The snipers are true. We um, know that there were snipers in there. We yeah. did spend the night at the Farnsworth House Inn in the Sarah Black Room, which is supposed to be the most haunted room in the building. Yes. And the Farnsworth House is supposed to be, like, the most haunted inn in Gettysburg, possibly the United States, so they say. Um... Old building, obviously. It's been there since before the war. Um, there are spots in the exterior of the house where you can see gunshots from the battle. This is the house where Confederates took over the attic and set up like a sniper nest. So they could snipe Union soldiers, you know, from this vantage point, um, kind of high up. Because it is a three-story, um, home. Um... Creepy vibes. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. But they're kind of creepy vibes just because of the age and history of the house. Um, we were alone in our little... Uh, well, let me let me back up. You go in and you go up a flight of very steep stairs. Then you go down a hall and you go up, like, five more stairs. And there's, like, a landing. And at this landing, there's the Sarah Black room and then the room next door. We had also booked the room next door. Yes. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Shell couldn't uh, join us that night, so that room sat empty, but we knew this room was empty because we'd booked this room. So we were alone on this landing. There was one person in the Jeremy's room, which is down those steps and down the hall in the corner. That's the only people that I knew of for sure. For sure. Yeah, that we, that we actually saw um, ourselves, yeah. And when I say we saw them, we were walking past their door and they slammed it in our face. Yeah, they slammed the door. <laughs> it was weird. Anyway, <sighs> the room, it's set up, you know, like it would have been then, you know, antique furniture, antique bed, old fireplace. They decided to put a really creepy dress mannequin in this house. That bridal dress. Wearing um, the people that own the house now, their daughter's wedding dress. It was super weird. I, like, sorry if you're listening, Farnsworth House people, but I stuck her in the closet. <laughs> you did. Because I was not going to get up to pee at four o'clock in the morning, see this thing, and drop kick somebody's child's wedding dress mannequin across the room. So I locked her in the closet. But, um, you know, big bathroom, clawfoot tub, very nice. We were directly under the sniper attic. Now, again, apologies to the Farnsworth house people, but I did creep up there to see if there was a lock on the sniper attic door. But not so I could go in and be nosy. So I would know if anybody else had access to the sniper attic because one of the things most reported in the Sarah Black Room is hearing footsteps from that attic. Because the Union soldiers eventually did breach the Farnsworth house, went to the attic, and killed the Confederate snipers. So... X amount of men died directly above our head. Um, I slept great. Oh, yeah, you did. I slept like the dead. No pun intended. Um, once or twice I thought I heard some noise above, but I clearly didn't care because I slept right through everything. Like, I was just like, I don't care. I'm going, I'm sleeping. Um, Mandy did have a little something, um... You can talk about it if you want. Um. Yeah. Um, so, Sam had fallen asleep. Sam was out. Um, I was 
in that place where I was conscious of the fact that I was awake, but I was on the edge of sleep. And I had a sensation that, I don't know, I'm sure other people out there know the sensation where you're falling asleep and you feel like you fall and you startle back awake, like a, like a, you know, like you feel like you're falling out of bed or you've fallen over. I had a sensation that was a lot like that. Um, but for me, I was laying on my side facing uh, away from the edge of the bed. So like towards the, the middle and to, uh, with my back to the fireplace, actually. And I felt pushed. Um, like I actually rolled forward so that my face went into my pillow, went into the bed. Like someone had come up behind, you know, to the side of the bed where my back was facing and pushed me. But it, I startled awake. Like it was like that sensation of I'm falling and I startled awake. Um, but what caught me off guard was the fact that my face was in the pillow. Like I had rolled over. I can't say that I was shoved. I I have heard and read stuff about people being tugged and, and moved in the bed in the Sarah Black room. But I was so close to falling asleep. Like, so close. I can't say that wasn't that falling sensation. But it was weird. Um, I did wake up, like, startle awake with my face in the pillow as if I had been pushed onto my face. But when I woke up, there there was nothing there. I saw nothing, and nothing happened after that. I fell asleep after that. Um, so that's the only thing that I can say happened to me. Um, take that as you will. Um, yeah, nothing happened to me. I slept. <laughs> so I can't confirm or deny anything because <laughs> I, I slept through it. So um, the Farnsworth house, yeah, absolutely could be haunted. Um I mean, it's just a creepy old house. Um, I think a lot of people go into it really thinking there, something's going to happen because it's a creepy old house. Um, creepy old houses don't bother me in the slightest. I mean, you guys, I'm not joking. I turned on a fan and I just like was out. I had, it, it was, was the best. So, Cause I even woke up and went, Oh my goodness. You, nothing. No response. So and I was, I, like, I was okay. like, you know what? every ghost up in this joint could come in this room right now. And I, no, I'm not getting up. So, um, uneventful night for me. Um, but you know, we don't go into these things expecting anything to happen because true paranormal experiences don't happen just because you want them to. Right. Yeah. Um, ghosts and spirits and, and energies. They're not, you can't turn them on for your entertainment. They come when they want to come. So, um, definitely stay there if you're in Gettysburg, if it's for a night, like, excellent. The breakfast was excellent. The dinner we had was excellent. We did the, like, colonial dinner. It was fantastic. The staff there was all great. Um, didn't see any ghosts, but it was still a fun, a fun thing to do, a fun place to stay. It was neat to stay somewhere so historically relevant. And, you know, whether you're into paranormal or not, if you're in Gettysburg, I recommend it. And they do do a ghost tour. Um, they were supposed to have one the night we were there, but we think they just didn't have um, enough people or something because it never came through. So um, keep that in mind, too. If you're staying there, there might be a ghost tour that will come by your room. Um, the ghost tour we did was interesting. Um, 
it only lasted an hour, so it was not super extensive by any means. Um, a fun little jaunt around. Um, one place we did go that I had read about and heard about before was the orphanage. Oh, yeah, that place. Oh, my goodness. And the orphanage was founded after the war by a doctor there who wanted a place for the kids, you know, who had nowhere to go after the war, you know, somewhere to live. Um, the original mistress of the, of the orphanage, wonderful lady, she left. They hired in this other woman. She came with her teenage sons. A horrible, horrible human. You know, she, like, allowed her kids to beat the other kids and cruel punishments, doing terrible things to these children. Um, that place had a vibe. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, um, the part we actually went into was the back, it was a backyard of somebody's house now, but it was like a fire pit, fire ring that had been there apparently at the time this orphanage was running and this woman was in charge of it where she would, uh, what was the song? Ring around the rosy. Yeah. She would do ring around the rosy at different paces and would clap out the pace and the kids had to keep up with the pace she set and like you can imagine what happened if they couldn't. Um, she got at one point looked into, was allowed to keep her job. And then one winter, two men came by, heard somebody crying. There was like a naked kid locked in the outhouse. Word is that she left town. But another story is that there's a pet cemetery right behind this yard and the people of the town took it in their own hands, killed her, and buried her in the pet cemetery. And that's the story our tour guide likes to believe. <laughs> um, I could believe it. Mm -hmm. um, she clearly wasn't a woman who wanted to give up power. She would have left when she got in trouble the first time. But uh, that place, just, I didn't like the way it felt. It felt very dark. Um, just something about it. The vibe was weird. Um, it was uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable to be in that yard. And part of it, I know, is just knowing. Part of it's just knowing what she did, what those children went through. But, you know, that's the kind of energy that sticks around. Um, emotions and things that were felt very deeply. So, yeah, like, I hope they killed her. Like, is that horrible? No. You know, I hope. Because when I heard that that was the story he believed. Because there was, there is stories about a female ghost being seen in that pet cemetery and he hopes that's you know what happened to her and i'm like i hope that's what happened to her too you know i hope she got her comeuppance for what she did to those children because they'd already seen so much been through so much and then this crap like no um yeah they they do um tours of the orphanage but i think one specific organization i think yeah has access so if you want to to go there specifically you'll have to look into that um, we spent our second night at the inn at Cemetery Hill. And he told this story about how he stayed there one night. And s the doors are, there are two different buildings. One set of buildings, the doors are on the outside. The building we were in, the doors are all on the inside. And he told a story about somebody running down the hall, knocking on all their doors, waking everybody up, but then nobody was there. Yeah. I swear to you guys, Mandy didn't hear this. I slept through this. This is what I slept through. But Shell, I wish she was here right now because we both heard this. We were all asleep. 
I don't even know what time it was this happened. We were asleep. We were in bed. And there was a very loud, specific bang, bang, bang on our door. I thought I was the only one that heard it. Shell thought she was the only one that heard it. We did not discuss this at the time that it happened. We thought the other was asleep. Then the next day, she casually says something about somebody knocking on the door. And I was like, oh, shit, you heard it too? Now, Mandy was asleep, so she missed this. But then I I was there to corroborate the fact that they confirmed with each other that they did not know the other heard it. Because I went, oh, oh, I didn't hear that. But what was so funny, it was it was like three distinct, very loud knocks. That was it. And it was kind of just like what he had described. But he had been staying in the, the back building. We were in the front building on the street. Um, but to get into the building we were in, you had to have a key. There's no way to, now you could access the patio door, but the knock was not at the patio door. The knock was at the interior door to the room. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. I didn't really look into too much supposed haunts of the inn at Cemetery Hill, but the fact that it's at Cemetery Hill. Yeah. I didn't realize like when you look out the door, it's like, oh, there's the there's yeah. the national cemetery. It, it's right there, guys. Like I mean, right next door. Um, so let's talk about the national cemetery for a moment. Um, the national cemetery was just a cemetery for families in Gettysburg originally. Then after the war, this is where Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address, and they dedicated this cemetery to the men who died at the Battle of Gettysburg. There are some World War One and World War Two soldiers also buried here, but uh, we're going to take a moment to talk about Lincoln. You can, the spot where they have the memorial where Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address is actually about thirty feet from where he gave the address. Negligible, not a big deal. I, I'm just going to say, it, you guys, I have beef with people who say they see Lincoln's ghost <laughs> at Gettysburg. <laughs> like, no, you don't. Like. I, I, I definitely believe there are people who see Lincoln's ghost around the White House, especially the Lincoln bedroom. Yes. I don't think he's teleporting his big, tall self out to Gettysburg. No. No. Um, Absolutely. That's the one part of that, that cemetery is um, overwhelming. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's the one part where I wasn't overwhelmed was where in the, it, around that monument. I was just like, this is very interesting well, and historically relevant, like how cool that I'm standing here. But I didn't get the, ooh, you know, Lincoln's been here. I am not a person who usually gets any kind of weird vibes in any cemetery. Cemeteries, you know, I'm, I live in Appalachia. I live in kind of a southern-isk state. We're not southern-southern, but we're border-southern. We're here in eastern Kentucky, and our dead are very reverent to us. I was always taught cemeteries are hallowed ground. Bad stuff doesn't happen there. It's consecrated. Um, I never get usually creepy vibes in a cemetery. I've been to some creepy cemeteries, and ones that I'm like, ooh, it looks creepy, I'm not a person who thinks you see dead people in, like, walking around in a cemetery. I just, that's not my vibe. Um, you know, these guys died out in these battlefields, these horrible ways. They're going to come hang around, like, this place? Like, where are they going to haunt? Like, <laughs> most of them don't even have a name. 
on their, like, on a stone. I just, that one, I don't, haunted cemeteries aren't for me, guys. Like, I just, that's, that's an area where I'm like, no. I don't, I don't think that's a thing, and I definitely don't think Lincoln's hanging around there. No. I'm just gonna say it. Um, I don't think anybody's hanging around there. I just, I don't know. I think they're out in the places where they died. I mean, I, if you told me Lincoln haunts Ford Theater, I'll be like, yeah. If you tell me he haunts the White House, yeah. I promise you guys, he's not up. I don't think he's okay. He's not up at the National Cemetery reliving the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> I mean, the Gettysburg Address is, of course, one of the most prolific speeches in American history, but it's also like a paragraph. <laughs> it's not even like... No. It wasn't... Yeah, I know. And at the time... To, and I did, as a Canadian, I will say, I didn't know it. I, I know of the Gettysburg Address. I'm aware of the importance of the Gettysburg Address, but I don't know it. So, of course, I end up getting a sheet of paper with the Gettysburg Address. And I'm like, there's pages missing. And that's when I'm informed, like, nope, that's the Gettysburg Address. You know, Lincoln did so many just memorable, huge things in his presidency. He delivered other speeches that were very stirring and, like, you know, big speeches. Gettysburg was, of course, very important. But, like, to Lincoln at this time in his life... I don't think he looked at the Gettysburg Address and said, this is what I'll be remembered for. You know, I just, just saying, like, I don't know. I just, the whole point is I don't think Lincoln's hanging around the National Cemetery. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, Gettysburg as a whole, just as a vibe, you guys, um, there are other places I've been that kind of feel the same. But it's not just because it's this old part of the U.S. that's seen all this history. You know, I didn't feel this way in Colonial Williamsburg. It just... Part of it is knowing what happened here. You know, we did a a self-driving car tour. And just every turn you make from... You know, they start at day one of the battle and move you through the three days. And every day it's like X amount of people died here this day. X amount of people died here that day. That's really kind of what I mean when I say the scope of it is hard to fathom. Because it is one thing to read about this in the pages of a book. And it's another thing to see it with your eyes and try to visualize it. Because in our lifetime, the majority of us have never and will hopefully never see anything like this. The closest thing you can compare it to is probably World War II in terms of scope of mm-hmm. a, a lot of people dying at one time, like, you know, Normandy, that kind of skirmish. But it gets more disturbing, too, when you realize they were fighting each other. They were each other's common enemy. They're from the same country. You had families fighting their own family, killing their family yeah, members. brothers killing brothers. And that, that makes it different, too. Knowing, well, like me, you know, different parts of my family fought for different sides of the war. And, you know, at the time, they didn't necessarily know of each other, but I know of them. Yes. And, you know, knowing your history is very important, and I'm like, how? How? Yeah. 
Like, can you fathom? We start a war today. And you don't agree with your brother or sister. And you have to pick a side to fight for. You don't have a choice. And you meet each other on a battlefield and it's do or die. You kill them or they kill you. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much to see at Gettysburg and just so much to take in. And it's hard to wrap your mind around it, guys. Like, that's the best way I know to phrase it. It's just, it's a lot. The more time you have to spend there, the better. But be respectful, too, while you're there. Um, we didn't see anybody being disrespectful no. or anything. I'm just saying, when you're there, remember, people died here. People lost their loved ones here. It doesn't matter what side of the war you were on. Everybody lost so much in the Civil War. And horrible, horrible deaths, horrible ways to die. And then to know that a lot of them didn't even get put to rest properly is just horrible. Um, do I think Gettysburg, Gettysburg is haunted? Oh, yeah. We didn't necessarily see anything or right. experience anything crazy, but the energy of this place is insane, and you don't have to be sensitive to that or psychic in any way or anything like that to feel it. It yeah. just is. It just is. Just every inch of this place, guys, is insane you know and there's so many landscapes too rolling hills wheat fields wooded areas the town and every inch of it was touched by this unimaginable tragedy so yeah i mean this is definitely a place that is haunted um you can feel it in the air you can just it's all around you there's just an energy there and you can't have that much blood soak into the land and not come out with some haunts. Um, just kind of a, a briefly, a lot of the paranormal things people see are um, soldiers. Yes. Uh, manifestations of, of soldiers in different places. You can't be in this park after dark, you guys. Please obey the rules. They will fine you if they catch you. You might even get jail time, depending on what you're doing and where you are. It closes at dusk. Respect that. Videos you see of people driving around in the park at night. I don't have an answer for how they got them. Maybe they were taken before this rule was put in place. But the rule exists for a reason. So respect the park service and respect the rules. But explore Gettysburg the town at night take a ghost tour. There are ghost hunts if you're into that more extreme side of things. We didn't really have the time to get that in depth. Um, I can see us returning to Gettysburg in the future, or at least myself returning to Gettysburg in the future, um, where I would love to, to kind of get with a group and uh, check out some places that aren't inside the park um, that are legal to go to after dark. Um, Another thing that people get a lot is they'll hear music like fifes and drums that seem to come from nowhere or hear men yelling, screaming, moaning. Um, you're going to have to to get that kind of thing. You need to be in areas where there's not a lot of other people. And we did have a lot of moments where we were alone mm -hmm. in parts of the park, one of them being the wheat field. We actually exited our car and went into the wheat field. You're going to get crowds around the bigger monuments. 
Um, so if you're looking to avoid a lot of other people, maybe check out the places that aren't so monument heavy. When I say monuments, I'm talking the biggies, like the Pennsylvania Monument, the Eternal Flame, the big ones. You're going to have a lot of people. Um, but we were totally alone at the wheat field. We strolled at our leisure, totally quiet. Um, like I said, we didn't experience anything ourselves, but that doesn't take away the feeling of the place. You Like, I'm serious, guys. You can feel it in the air. Something there is just charged. It's not... It's not a feeling you're going to get w when you leave the place. It, it's there. And um, I don't know how to better describe it than that, but um, definitely if you're a paranormal enthusiast, a history enthusiast, go to Gettysburg if you've never been. It's totally worth it, guys. Like, I'm not even joking. Beautiful little town, wonderful people, epic places to explore. I wanted to go to Saks Bridge, but they told us it was clo it was closed after dark and we would get a $500 fine if we get caught. And I was still game, but nobody else was. So <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Like, I don't condone any of you doing the things that I do or want to do. But I'm just saying, don't get caught. <laughs> it, mm, it, just don't do it. Just strike that, reverse it in the words of Willy Wonka. Don't, don't do it, guys. Um. There are groups, though, that will take you to Saxbridge. Um, we could talk more in depth about the different ghost stories, sightings, paranormal happenings, but like, I'm not joking, guys. There's just too many to talk about. Um, we would be here for hours. Yeah. You know, there's soldiers that were supposedly hung at Sax Bridge, some that drowned trying to cross the river. We actually went to a bridge... Um, that cross what I think at the time was a small body of water, but now it's train tracks. Oh, it might have been train tracks even then. I, I don't want to say for sure. Soldiers got down in there, didn't, though the sides were that steep, and it became a turkey shoot. They were trapped in a hole. They got mowed down where they stood. I mean, just everywhere you turn, something brutal happened in this place. And the dichotomy of seeing it today and how beautiful it is makes it even more hard to fathom, like, yeah. that this happened. Um, but, like, take a guided tour. We d absolutely loved the audio tour that we did. We got it on sale. It was super cheap. It was great. You can get out at your leisure. They tell you about all the different points, and they take you through day one of the battle all the way to the very end, and it was wonderful. So, um, yeah, and definitely check out Devil's Den, because... That place just, I felt magnetized toward it, and then seeing it in person was even crazier than I imagined for all these years that I've I've wanted to go. And I'm telling you, there's just something about the Valley of Death and knowing that the stream running through the middle of it ran red with blood that just... It's the stuff of nightmares, honestly, and it really happened in real life. So, uh, I think that's all. I think we're good for this evening. Yeah, go to Gettysburg. <laughs> yeah, what she said. <laughs> um, all right, Spookies, we'll see you next week with another haunted road trip story. I can't remember which one it is. Maybe Penhurst? It's either Penhurst or the Museum of Haunted Objects. Now, we're not going to talk just about the Museum of Haunted Objects. We're going to talk about other haunted objects tied to Appalachia, but I think you guys are going to like it because that place was wild. Yeah. And I actually have an accompanying video that I'm going to try to get edited and get up at the same time 
the podcast episode goes up. We'll see if that actually happens. It could go either way. Um, and don't forget, coming up on October 10th, there will be an episode of the Pseudopod that I'm hosting about Todd Kiesling. Um, so keep that in mind, and I'll, um, I'll provide a link in our episode that airs right after that, and I'll do another reminder. In- our episode right before so um all right until next time spookies remember don't go outside alone after dark